Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. In association with Wexford GA, the Alzheimer's Society are honoured to host their first sporting memories in Chadwick's Wexford Park. I'm joined by Catherine O'Leary from the Alzheimer's Society. Good morning to you, Catherine. Lovely to welcome you in the studio. Good morning, Alan, and thanks for having us in today. And I'm joined by Tony Dempsey, um, who was telling me about this so many weeks ago. Tony, this is very interesting. So before I bring in Catherine, <coughs> talk to me about the sporting memories, because you were you were referring to Ned Wheeler piece that we played yesterday as well. That's right, Alan, yeah. Uh, Ned was a wonderful raconteur of stories. Basically, Alzheimer's uh, have discovered probably long ago, and that's Catherine's area, uh, that people who are affected by memory loss in one shape or another can help to replenish their memory if you talk about sport. So the GAA, which has a health committee, that's chaired by Marguerite Furlong, and you have Angela McCormack and breathe the flood on it. And Wexford County Council, I'm wearing two hats today, Alan, the County Council, uh, as well as the GAA. Uh, the County Council has a committee, uh, which you've heard of, Age Friendly Alliance. It's chaired by Tom Enright, the Chief Executive, and it's driven by Anne-Marie Laughlin and Miriam Hillis. And the objectives of both is to include people and to look after them, irrespective of their age, their health, their colour, their creed. So... This is the GEA working with Catherine and Catherine's Society and Wexford County Council in order that we have, for example, Tony Dorn, George O'Connor, Dominic Williams, you probably know all three of them. Yeah. They'll speak for a while. Tony Furlong will bring in his museum. Dominic Williams will have all kinds of records. And Ed Rousen will run uh, films of different games back in the 50s, 60s. And by doing this, we're helping, hopefully, to restore or replenish memories of people who might be affected with memory loss. And we look at some of those memories in just a second, but Catherine, the Alzheimer's uh, Society have, have embraced this. Why have you embraced it and what benefits do you see from it? Um, I suppose we are doing this as part of the Sport and Memories programme that was initiated by the Alzheimer's Society after significant research into the benefits of a reminiscence, be that sports reminiscence or be it music reminiscence or, you know, playing music or singing music or whatever. I suppose the sports reminiscence is hugely important in Ireland because as a nation, we really love our sport. And we're delighted to actually be linked in with Wexford GEA. We've ran a number of these events events with various clubs across the country but this is the first time it has been embraced by a county board and the health and well-being committee of the county board and it was really really important we'd love to see this you know spread across the country reminiscence is really really important for people who are living with dementia because it gives them a sense of belonging it gives them a sense of oh I can remember that they will remember things that happened 40 years ago on a pitch that, and they mightn't remember what happened yesterday really really and uh, really and it can be amazing to sit is and that listen. a fact is it Cassie? it is yeah. it is indeed and you know it's really important that we help them relive those memories because it gives them a sense of well-being it gives them a sense of you know god i was part of this i can remember this and it really empowers them you know to live their life better can it have a knock-on effect to help them with their short-term memory or is if as they progress is short-term memory is is it mainly short-term memory that alzheimer's and dementia affects immediately it, it, it depends on the type and the condition that you have like there's there's an uh, significant numbers of different types of dementia um, with the main one being Alzheimer's and very often yes it is the short term memory as I say they can remember things from years ago and they might you know 
there's, there's instances where people, you know, they might sing a song that you never heard them singing before and they used to sing it in their 20s and 30s or they can re- recount a, a match that they played 40 years beforehand. But what it does is very often when people have um, Alzheimer's or dementia, they're worried about their condition, whereby if they engage in reminiscence, it gives them a sense of well-being and it just lifts their mood and just makes it easier for them. Catherine, are people living with Alzheimer's, are they aware they have it? Um, it, it every case is individual, so really? everybody is everybody is different. Some people know they have it and are very, very aware they have it. Other people don't realise they have it. Some families decide not to tell people they have it. Um, it depends on how quick they progress as well. And some people, you know, they get to the stage where they don't realise they have it. They're just existing as they are, you know. Yeah. Um, I suppose the important thing to remember is 64% of the people that live with Alzheimer's or any form of dementia live in their own communities. They're not in care homes. They're not in nursing homes. So it's really, really important that we build communities whereby people living with dementia can do so, you know, in the safety of their own community, surrounded by the people they love. Particularly now after the whole COVID pandemic, that had this really severe effect on a lot of people living with dementia because it took away the social aspect of their lives because we were were also terrified that they might catch COVID. So, you know, they were at home just in their own kind of settings, whereby now... And they would have missed interaction because social interaction is really, really important for people mm-hmm. living with dementia. So whereby people might be afraid now, it's like, oh, I I used to go visit Mary, but I don't anymore since COVID. Mary could be missing you really mo- a, a, an awful lot, you know, yeah. and really appreciate, even let it be a phone call. How, how do you come to terms when somebody close to you has been diagnosed with it? Uh, somebody very close to you, and whether it be family or friend, how do you come to terms with not patronising them, with understanding them, and with helping them? How can you do that? Okay, so it, it's it, when somebody gets the diagnosis of dementia, it not only has a huge impact on their lives, but more so actually even on their family members and their carers. And their family members as their well. Their family members is yeah. huge. And that's yeah. why the sporting memories, we want people to come with their families. You know, we want to make it a joyous family event. But all you can do when you... When a, a loved one gets a diagnosis of dementia, is to make sure to have yourself informed. So reach out to the like of the Alzheimer's Society. We have a helpline. We have dementia advisors in every county. Uh, Lawrence Collins is a dementia advisor here in Wexford. Um, we have the helpline. As I say, it's one eight hundred three four one three four one. Can you call that again? I just make a note of it. One eight hundred three four one three four one. Yeah. Um, people can ring that at any time. And the Alzheimer's Society has a whole range of supports there for people. Mm. Even at the stage where they're just worried about what is happening. Um, and then if you're a family member with um, a family member of someone that receives a diagnosis, I would rec- highly recommend going to we do free family carer training. There's an online version and there's also face to face. And what about if you're listening at the moment and you think you may be in the early stages of Alzheimer's yourself? Uh, I would, do, I, do, do people ever pick up the phone and say, look, I, I need to get assessed. I, I, I can't remember things. I'm forgetting things that I used to remember. 
Does that happen? Do people yes. contact you? It does. Yeah. It does. And that's and that's what we want. We want people to contact us. We want people to reach out and get support. People themselves. People not, themselves. not a family member. You actually pick up the phone and ring, ring you yourself. Can do, you can do it yourself as well. Um, like here in Ireland, we have approximately 2,200 people living with dementia at the moment. And you know, there are a lot more people uh, out there. Any, how many in Wexford do we know, Catherine? In our, sorry, in Ireland we have 64,000 yeah. um, and here in Wexford we have t- 2,200. Sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. So over 2,200. And what we really want people is to reach out and get help, get support. You know, use our helpline. Yeah. They will signpost you to, if you're from a different county, you'll have a different dementia advisor. They will signpost you to the dementia advisor. The dementia advisor is there to support people to tell you where to go to get help, whatever it is. And can early need. diagnosis help? If, 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 if someone is listening at the moment and they say, look, I'm beginning to get a bit forgetful, I'm going to pick up the phone, I'm going to ring that number now, 1800-341-341. What are the early symptoms? I mean, what are the symptoms that would indicate that you could be in the early stages of, of dementia or Alzheimer's? There, there are various symptoms, and the most common one actually is loss, loss of short-term memory. So they just, you know, you might forget names or you might, you know, forget you'd go into a room and you go, come in and you say, God, what did I come in here for? And I know that's something that a lot of us do lots of days. Yeah. But the importance of, of, you know, reaching out for help in the early stages is there is no cure at the moment. Can but it help? If you reach out early, can if, it help? If it helps, because when you are linked in with the appropriate services, they will teach you how to live your life to the best of your ability and what can help you. You know, even in the family carer training, when you do that training, even the family members will learn, you know, how to make things easier for a person. It might be a yeah. case of labelling doors in the house to say what's inside behind that door. It could be a case of, you know, how to speak to somebody and say, yeah. you know, hi, I'm, this is Catherine here, you know, and, and that introduce yourself so that person doesn't have to be fretting about remembering your name. So it's it's really important to reach out. In I think time. most of us have a fear of it. I have a fear of it. Have you a fear of a cat? I've got a, definitely got a fear of it. I, I definitely have a fear of it. I've Same here. A lot yeah. of experience. And I be think honest. I mean, you have to be upfront and honest. It's something that we all feel. And I know today when there'll be people listening to us speaking here today and they'll yeah. be sitting and they'll be thinking, God, that sounds like me. And, you know, if you have a fear, do reach out and look for help. The chances, there's a high chance that you don't have it and maybe yeah. you're just short-term memories caused by something else. Yeah. But, you know, it's important to... That's what the helpline's there for. That's what our dementia advisors are there for. Tony, you've been listening intently there to Catherine, and it's great that she has spoken so honestly Absolutely. and openly about this. And I'd say, I call that number again, 1800-341-341. But you, you mentioned Ed Rolston there, and yeah. uh, when we did the very special tribute to Mick Jacob uh, a couple of years ago, which I will never forget, like Ed's wealth of information and knowledge, and uh, Des Maiden was involved as well, yes, and, that, yeah. and many other people as well. But the way he was able to dig out the archive... That's I right. think having Ed on board here is a masterstroke because this guy is is a walking encyclopedia uh, and, so, and he's going to help people Absolutely. by his involvement. And yeah. I'm hoping that Robbie and Mick and Christy will be in as the Jacob family. I think if you remember that night, Robbie Jacob said... I need a lot of time to talk about this man yeah. when you were doing the interview. Oh, so yeah. they'd be coming along. <coughs> Ed is a store of information. But just let me go back to what Catherine... Catherine is saying there are roughly 2,200 in Wexford. Yeah. 64% are living in our communities. That means there are about 1,200 people in GEA clubs all over the county. So my appeal to my GEA colleagues is please make sure 
you bring in someone who's affected and look after them. It's, we're only talking about a couple of hours. There's another area, Alan. I want to thank yourself as well for this opportunity. Not at all. And Pleasure. of course, Michal Martin and Gavin O'Donovan and the office, they produced these in the county up in the Chadwick's Wexford Park and Tom Enright as well for his support. But uh, the we're hoping to have Shawnee Flood. I know you're into music and it's believed that music can also help to replenish and restore. That's what Catherine said there. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right, as Catherine said. So, Marguerite Furling is hoping to get Shawnee to come in and Dancing at the Crossroads will be alive. Yeah. Uh, Ed is a fount of information. Tony Dorn is incredible. Tony Dorn has an incredible... It's his birthday today, is it? Did is it Tony's? I didn't hear that, no. Maybe or maybe happy. I've got it wrong, but if it is, happy birthday, happy Tony. Birthday, if it isn't, Tony, yeah. happy birthday, yeah. early or late, I'm not quite yeah. sure. And an interesting thing happened to Shannon Gale. Hmm. This man came over to me and he said, uh, do you remember the score in the Wexford Mead 98 yeah. memorial match? And I said, that, that was 1948. Yeah. So I didn't remember the score, but it was unusual because it was 14 points to four goals. Wexford were beaten. But that man... Uh, I won't say his name because he might want me to say it, but he named the team that played that day. He's 94 years of age. Wow. And I called over Liam Spratt and Liam did an interview with him. So that's someone with 93 or 4. He was at the match in 1948. Dominic Williams told me he was at the 53 Leinster football final. So Dominic will have a store of information. Tony and George O'Connor is again a wonderful storyteller, great servant of the GAA. So hopefully, Alan... The, t- uh, the day and time is important because it's yes. this Monday, Catherine. And it's a yes. bank holiday. It's yes. this bank holiday Monday. It's in Chadwick's Wexford Park. Is that right, Tony? Chadwick's Wexford Park in what we call the educational hub. It used to be the gym. You'd know it as the gym. It's very active up there. So uh, basically, uh, I want to say thanks to Dave Orman too because he's going to look after parking that day. Mm. And Is it free? It's for, absolutely, and everybody, everybody is welcome. Someone asked me yesterday, could I come? And I said, of course, we're looking for people to come. Yeah. We have no idea what kind of numbers will turn. And will up. there be a cup of tea at the end of it? And do people yeah, say yeah. because I think what's going to really yeah, be the yeah. benefit here, you have your keynote speakers, but I think people sitting around having a chat. That, that's really what it's about. I think Catherine would agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's not about the keynote uh, speakers will be speaking for a very short right. few minutes. I'll be doing MC, yeah. and it's my job to involve people talking. I have the problem. It's not Tony Doran's birthday. It was a picture on Ed Rosen's Facebook page, and it was Des Maiden oh, with, a young, with to- a young Des Maiden with Tony Doran. And it's yeah. Des Maiden who is uh, 40 today. Well, happy birthday, uh, Des. What a player. That guy, was, oh, he, he, fear, fearless, wasn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. Well, happy yeah. birthday to you, Des. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but definitely, yeah. I think the, the whole kind of ethos of today is a really comfortable space for people to yeah. come in with their family, family members and to enjoy it. We've previously, as I mentioned, ran some of these with with other clubs across the country and there was one case whereby two girls came in with their dad and their dad has dementia and is in his mid-80s and he got chatting about years ago when he used to play at county level something the girls never knew Right, right. So, and he was so animated by it, and he was so excited that they they had discovered something new, and it was really life changing. Yeah. And what it can also help with is, you know, when we're there on the day, if there are people there who are not getting support, who need to be linked in with, yeah. you know, the dementia advisor or helpline or whatever, we can signpost them to all those. I'm going to have well. to wrap it for the moment, yeah, but Tony, we all have wonderful memories. I mean, Absolutely. when I when stood uh, there the other day, uh, people. 
people said to me afterwards, I was, be- I was even asked to just to, to get Derry Kent to, to, to switch on the lights. Yeah. It, it all came flooding back, nostalgia. I remember Absolutely. the very first time I was there was a 10-year-old boy, my uncle Brian, when Wexford, the 68 team, played New York. That was the very first time I remember. Go away, yeah. And, and, and that's just my memory. So, I mean, yeah. so many people are going to have fantastic memories. There was a, a, a man trained Wexford football team. I think I might be getting in touch with that Alzheimer's. I can't remember his first name, but his second name was Barrett. Yeah. And he wrote a book, and it begins with his father uh, on his deathbed telling him, search the top of the wardrobe. And so he found his, father, his father's All-Ireland medals. Wow. So the mementos are very important. Yeah. And Dominic Williams and Tony Furlong, Tony has a, a, whole, a whole museum of his own. So the mementos are going to restore memory as well and hopefully replenish short-term memory, you know? I hope it's the first of many of these. And uh, Catherine, if, if you talk about sporting memories, if there's musical memories, do come back to us. I know you've helped a lot of people today. Do you just want to give out that number again in case people need to pick up the phone and ring? So Helpline is one eight hundred three four one three four one, or they can go to our website www.alzheimer.ie and get help there. It's Chadwick's Wexford Park. It's this coming Monday, February the sixth at two thirty p.m. You have been told. You have been invited. It's absolutely free. My advice is that you get there early. And thank you, Alan, for all your help. Not at all. Anything that's yeah. happening that's good for the community, you're always involved. Gormagut. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views.